With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Log Talk Radio. Ready, set, Welcome to the Couch Potato Sports Show. Your internet radio home for all sports news and talk. Join Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, and the best co-host anyone can ask for, Cuervo. We cover it all from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, as well as indoor football and high school sports. So let's do this. Here's Sonny Clark. All right, everybody, welcome into a Monday morning on the Couch Potato Sports Show. It is me, Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, and we are here on a Monday morning. It's Admission Monday, the admission of stupidity of my picks of Sunday and Thursday. And and I'll be doing this on Mondays if I'm off. It'll be around 10, 10.30. Sonny wants to get up, get some coffee, get set, you know. And, and before he actually has to sit down and go in front of everybody and just say, you know, I got it wrong. I missed it. And Sonny missed it. There, there's no question. If you listened to the Cosmic Potatoes first show yesterday, oh, brother it was bad so that being said which is the name of yesterday's show you have to admit sometimes you were wrong okay and sometimes that 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 that's a sonny clark hard thing to do it's it's hard to do so but that's what i'm here for monday morning you suck admission Bring it on. Yeah, I know. Thank you. Yes. I, I need more. Oh, I do. It was bad. Sometimes you just have to admit it. Sometimes you just gotta admit you sucked. And folks, <laughs> it was ugly. It was ugly yesterday for Sunday Clark. Now, it was bad enough. Now, see, we didn't do a show on Thursday because I got, unfortunately, called into work. But my admission in the group with uh, my fine co-hosts, co-hosts, that being Cuervo, and Tarvin was there. We In the mix, I said, you know, Caroline wins big over the Broncos. Nah, you're wrong. It was bad. It, it, it was bad. Let's talk about how bad it was, including Thursday night. I went six and eight. On just the picks, forget about the spread. Now, I was good on the spread. I actually scored very well on the spread 
because I picked some upsets yesterday. And that that being said, if you pick the up the upsets, you get the points, and the points helped on a lot of mine. In, in fact, I went I, I I depending on what line you were looking at, I picked the one that I had the best on. <laughs> um, I I I actually did very good. I went I went nine and fourteen against the spread yesterday. So I did well there, but I mean, just the picks were bad. So let's talk about it with Carolina and Denver. We already kind of beat, I already kind of beat myself up on that on Sunday morning. If you listen to the couch potato sports show, you know, I beat myself up. So, uh, but at the same time, we went into our picks of the day and our picks of the day. It started with Tampa Bay and Atlanta. Um, the, this really hurt me because I picked Atlanta at home. And when you're watching this game and kind of looking at everything that is involved with this game, you ask yourself, where is Matt Ryan? I mean, where, where do you, where is this guy going to be when you can't be a second year sophomore slump kind of guy and your defense gives up, 14 points in the third quarter. You stop them in the fourth. So, but you couldn't get it. You, you, you couldn't stop it in the third. Atlanta's got to be a better football team than this. Don't you think guys? I mean, it re- they really do. And it it's not a, Oh, how do you say it? This is not a, um, Thing where you've got to be the genius in the room, knowing that this year, when you look at Matt Ryan, you've got to ask yourself the question, if you're the Atlanta Falcons, sooner or later, you're going to have to get rid of this guy. And also, when you look at the defense for your Atlanta Falcons, can't let Winston, Jameis Winston, Get in there and kick your butt. And that's what happened, folks. So Jameis Winston starts off his sophomore year with a win. The Buccaneers are 1-0. Now, whether or not that's good nor bad, I you know, depending on who you listen to, that's what it's going to be. But as far as where anybody is, I might be talking to myself. Hold on. I might be talking to myself. Let me find out. Let me bring in, uh, and I know who this is. This is Steel City Storm. How you doing? Well, actually, it's not Steel City. Good morning. Welcome in 347. This is Sonny Clark. Go ahead. Sonny, this is Bryce calling from Brooklyn. Bryce, I, Bryce, I'm, 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 I'm in my, I'm in my Monday morning admission of stupidity this morning. How'd you do? How did you do on your Monday? Uh, you know, your Monday morning when you go back and look at your picks. How did you do? You know what? Um, didn't do too bad. I guess let's start with your current topic. I told you uh, coming up the rear in the NFC South was Jameis Winston and the Buccaneers. Yeah, but come um, on, it, it, that, that Atlanta defense was god awful yesterday, Bryce. I mean, you can't. I mean, you can't let 
a second-year quarterback who's supposed to go into your sophomore slump, and if you're the Atlanta defense, you've got to make sure he, he sets himself up for that. In reality, that defense no-showed yesterday and gave Jameis Winston 14 points in the third quarter. And if you are the Atlanta Falcons, you can't let Jameis Winston get up on you like that. And then, then Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan was 27-39, 334 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, should be no reason why the Atlanta Falcons don't win that football game, except for the fact the defense wasn't there. Well, Sonny, I mean, there's there's a lot of truth in that. Their defense didn't show up. I don't consider the Falcons a stout defense, but I think it also speaks to you think Jameis would maybe have a sophomore slump, but like I said, coming up the rear, this guy's got the moxie, and whether you like him, don't like him, in between the lines, that team is all in on that guy. They believe in him. He can make well, all the throws, yeah. and, and, and he's got talent, and he's showing it, so maybe it's yeah, the defense isn't that stout, but he's also a good quarterback, and he can make you pay if you're not stout. Look out for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They, they are going to be a team that, just on the moxie of the quarterback alone, are going to step up and not be afraid of the Carolina Panthers. I'm not saying they're going to win that division, but look out for that quarterback. He can play. Well, and he, all he has to do is get it to the weapons. The touchdown pass goes to Mike Evans. That's the guy you're going to have to get the ball to. Five receptions, 99 yards. One was for 45 yards. So, you know, so you, you you're right. You, you, if you're Jameis Winston, you have to depend upon your guys to do the job. You got to do your own job as well. But if you're Jameis Winston, you've got to go ahead and depend up your guys to do some more work. And they did just that um, in week number one. I I have the Atlanta Falcons at home. This is normally a good home football team, but as of late for the last two years, that home field advantage is not there for Atlanta. Uh, yeah, I mean, and, and it's another thing with Tampa Bay, too, offensively. You know, it's not just the fact he can make the throws. Jameis Winston, as a quarterback, he, he reminds me – of, of some of the old school guys like Warren Moon, like a Jim Kelly. Um, he's, not a, he's not necessarily a runner, but he moves okay. But they've got a certain level of toughness that they bring to a football team, particularly in offense. You combine that with Doug Martin, who is a tough guy running the football, you got an offense you have to contend with because they're going to be physical, and their quarterback's yes. going to bring physicality. He's got a tough, no-nonsense attitude. He can make the throws. He really looks like Kelly and Moon out there. It's a nice combination of those guys. Uh, they're going to be a team and a force to reckon with. Version of Cam Newton. How about the, just a shorter version of Cam Newton? A tough dude in the pocket that if he needs to, he'll take a hit. But here's the thing. I, I look at it, and, and what scares me, if you watch this game, Doug, uh, Dirk Cotter, by the way, worst coach in the NFL right now. I'm putting it out there. Um, this guy here, as soon as they figure out his play-calling scheme, forget. Uh, that's the problem, I think, this year. I think there's talent there, but Dirk Cotter, he's got to be a good play-caller this year because he's not known for that after the first year. Once everybody figures this guy out, that's when he loses. Just look at his history. So, that being said, his first year as the head coach, but this this is the second year calling place. Coaches should be ready for this guy because he is a consistent guy, but he's got a different team. So that might be where you're looking at this year. When you're looking at Tampa Bay, you might have to give Dirk Cotter another year to where he might surprise you. 
Oh, see, I didn't, I didn't think about that. I, I don't really know too much about Dirk Cotter. I'm kind of in, in a, in a wait and see mode. The, the reason why I don't put, I don't compare Jameis Winston and Cam Newton is because. Cam is so much more athletically gifted when oh, it yes. comes to running the football than Jameis Winston is. Absolutely, and that showed yesterday. Yeah, Jameis Winston, look, he'll run it. He runs it more like, like a Kelly or a Moon. He runs it more out of, look, I'll use my legs to get out of trouble. You know, he runs out of toughness. But Cam is just such a physically gifted um, runner that I don't compare them. But I like the way he can move, and I think Jim Kelly, when he was younger, moved kind of like Cam, and Warren Moon moved a little like Cam does, and they're big, strong-arm quarterbacks that stand in there and just can deliver. And I just like his moxie. So, you know, Jameis, well, I mean Jameis, rather. So hopefully, you know, we'll see. Look out for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That win didn't surprise me at all. You know, it did surprise me. I got to put it up there. But then again, it didn't surprise me that Atlanta dropped the ball because that's where they were. And that that's how they do it. That that being said, it, it, you know, a good start for Jameis Winston uh, in week number one in the NFL. Now next to my next pick, this one did this one did shock me. And, And the reason being and it has nothing to do with Rex Ryan. Okay. It, this has to do with Baltimore and where they're at after the injury bug beat this team up last year. And they came out, they got a 13-7 to win over Buffalo. And what really surprises me, remember, you know, Rex Ryan was a coach, uh, a coach for the Ravens for nine years. Now, over in Buffalo, guess what? One of the defensive coordinators is Ed Reed. That was my pick. I was looking, if you're going to beat this Baltimore team, you couldn't have two better guys to be on your side besides Ed Reed and Rex Ryan. They dropped the ball yesterday. Hmm. You know what? See, see, it doesn't surprise me because it's, 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 it's the AFC North, Sonny. I'm an AFC North guy. The Baltimore Ravens have built their team to win games like this. This That's is how true. they'll win, and, and, and they're no, they don't have a problem playing ugly. And a lot of coaches, you know, big ego guys, they want to win a certain way. They don't talk about this a lot, but they want to win their way. Well, John Harbaugh has continued the legacy of we're going to be a team, and we don't care how we win. Um, Billick was good at pulling his ego aside. Absolutely. That was good for the culture of that team. And Harbaugh has continued that. So it doesn't surprise me that they out the Buffalo Bills because while Buffalo is fun to talk about, in between the lines, they still haven't been a consistent football team. They're and weak. Baltimore knows who they are. And, and once again, Rex Ryan shows he's good on defense, but he's not a head coach because he doesn't Absolutely. coach offense. And so I'm therefore right there their offense you. looked abysmal because when it comes to culturally tough football, the Buffalo Bills will never be the Baltimore Ravens. I don't think the Ravens played all that well, but they didn't need to because when it got into an ugly scrap em up game, the Buffalo Bills can't play that game with the Baltimore Ravens. Absolutely. And Tyrod Taylor, he is 15-22, 111 yards, no touchdowns. Uh, throwing the football, and that is huge for that football team because you need you need Tyrod Taylor to be able to deliver the ball. They're already in trouble when they started off. This was just an upset that I was looking at, but they got no production from the quarterback position, so that hurt. And then uh, LaShawn McCoy, 16 rushes, only 58 yards. He got the touchdown, whoop-de-doo, but 16 rushes, 58 yards, 
that's not good. They need to re- they got to get someone in there to call some offensive plays um, for the Buffalo Bills, or it could be a long season for that football team. Yeah, I mean, look, I like Tyrod Taylor. I mean, I'm always, when it comes to my quarterbacks, I'm a tough grader. I want to see consistency of years before I start reaping praise on them. Um, you know, like, like even with Jameis, I say watch for him coming up. I don't say he's arrived because <laughs> I need to see yep. more. But, again, look who Tyrod's working with. I mean, I like Chan Gailey. I think he, he's, a, he's a nice offensive mind. But, overall, the head coach is not involved enough in offense and building that team offensively to where they can be consistent. You're not going to line up and ground and pound the Baltimore Ravens. They're not I mean, Even when they're bad, you don't line up and do that. That's just the, the DNA of the team will not allow that. They would rather you throw for 500 yards than ground and pound. So, you know, Rex Ryan has a problem beating teams like that, and it's, and it's not really going to yep. work. And, and also look at this uh, Ravens team. If they remain healthy, um, that AFC North is going to be very, very interesting because as we were picking them, I had the Ravens in third place. Um, they may move up there. If they stay healthy, watch out for this Raven. Could there be two teams going to the playoffs from the AFC? Um, or mark that, three teams from the AFC North making the AFC playoffs? I'm going to tell you right now, they did it a couple years back. The, the way so far the season is starting for the Ravens, that could end up happening if Cincinnati can stay you know focus and win football games unfortunately they didn't win yet they won yesterday by one um, and then when you look at the Pittsburgh Steelers who are playing tonight you know this is going to be a division where you can see three teams in the playoffs again and that is so cool uh, because really if you look at the AFC in the west there's only one team that will probably make it in the south good god only one in the east it could be only the Patriots depending on how bad this thing is watch out this could this could be a very interesting year in the AFC. I agree with you 100%. Um, you know, the AFC North for so long was the best division, one of the best divisions in football, and quite frankly, definitely the best division in the AFC. You know, as much as I love Brady and Manning, and, and they are all-time greats, they have been assisted by horrible divisions over the years. Absolutely. Where the teams, where the teams coming out, I mean, look at the Jets. I think the Jets have built a nice, solid team, but they can't get out of their own way. If you look at that game the other day, missed kicks in the kicking game, too conservative in the red zone late in the game. They just find a way. They still haven't been able to put it all together. Now, not to say they won't, but for years they've just had the type of inconsistency that it allows an elite quarterback and elite coach like New England has to just beat them over and over again um, when it matters, which is in the playoffs. So, of course. You know, they, they, you know, the AFC North has, you're right, the AFC North is going to be a tough division, a tough out. And the Baltimore-Buffalo game showed that, that those other teams, when they come into their, to the AFC North to play us, you're not going to be able to do the things you're used to doing to these other teams. Like, Buffalo can be tough against other teams, but this is the Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> you, mm-hmm. you don't just come into Baltimore and run the football for 200 yards. No, you it don't. doesn't happen. Absolutely. You don't go in there. And speaking of that, let's go to that game that I actually did pick or did not pick. I actually picked the upset for the Jets to go in there to get or at home. Uh, So I don't know how much of an upset it was, depending on where you were going with Vegas. Uh, The Jets were the only reason why I picked this football team at home. uh, But Cincinnati showed the moxie um, to prevent the Jets 
from getting the the victory. Uh, the Bengals weren't impressive. I mean, let, let's be honest. But that being said, it's all about the tick underneath the W there, Bryce. Now, having said everything I just said, Sonny, let me just say, the New York <laughs> Jets gave that game away. Absolutely. They gave it away, Sonny. Absolutely. They did everything they needed to do to win the game. You sacked the quarterback seven times, and yet he, you still gave up 340 yards passing through the air to the quarterback. That tells me yep. too, many, too many busted coverages, too many big plays allowed, not a, too much. You let the Bengals hang around. You made too many mistakes, mistakes in the special teams. Last drive, you dropped passes. Fitzpatrick puts a beautiful pass on Brandon Marshall. That's the game right there. Drop it. That's the game. Wide open. Absolutely. And and, they they dropped it bad. (laughs) Yeah, just just a bad drop. It It was just, almost. I I picked the Bengals to win this game, but I wanted to see them lose so bad. (laughs) Exactly. And I just, I could see the Jets. They they had it, but they don't know how to finish. You have to finish the football game. That drop by Brandon Marshall made you wonder if he had some money on the game. I'm telling you, that was <laughs> – God, even even Sonny Clark could have pulled that one in, I think. Good God almighty. But it was a, it was a nice pass. So, you know, my pick there, that, that should have been a W for Sonny. But at the same time, Brandon Marshall, got to catch the football. you got to put it in play. And, and so that one there – yeah, I don't. It don't surprise me that the Bengals won that football game. However, they should have lost that game. And think, talking a little bit more about some of the other teams and other games, let's go to Chicago. As far as far we all thought the Chicago Bears were going to be bad. Guess what? They didn't. They did not upset us. I mean, they, they they did exactly what we expected them to do. Scored 14 lousy points in the first half of this football game. Got blanked in the second half. And the Houston Texans, they didn't have to be great to win this football game. So, But this is one that I did get yesterday. Out of the six of eight I went, this was one I got. And, uh, you know, but Brock, we were talking about it in the pregame, pregame um, when we were doing that being said, you look at this football team, guess what? Brock Osweiler don't have to be a Hall of Fame quarterback. He, hell, he don't even have to be great. He just has to be good, especially against the Bears, and they got that yesterday from Brock Osweiler. Real quick, I want to real quick to the Jets. Not only did Brandon Marshall drop that pass, but the final pass by Fitzpatrick is just indicative of not being able to finish. He floated yeah, that ball to the flat. The guy was running the route for the receiver and put it right in the defender's hands. It's just yep. it's a lack of being able to finish. But let's yep. go to the Bears and Osweiler. I'm going to use your Jameis argument against Brock Osweiler. Okay, did some good go things. Ahead. Did some good things. You know, he, well, he wasn't terrible. You know, he did some good things, got got the ball out to his playmakers, but it was against the Bears. It was the Bears. <laughs> and the Bears and the Bears are so far away from being the type of team they need to be with the quarterback they have to win. Um, they have to continue to run it 30 times a game. And they've got to play the type of defense that keeps the score like they had, 23 to 14, and said they have to get to 23 points. They yes. have to be able to do that, and they're very far away from doing that. So, you know, Brock Osweiler, kudos to him. He got his first win, but it was against the horrible Chicago Bears. And, and they so. only rushed the ball 20 times there, and that that is so horrible. Now, granted, 
Lang, I, I think Lang, Langford is going to be good, I, but you got to yeah. feed him the ball. It, it, you know, he is your guy. If you get rid of Matt Forte, you better find someone to replace him. Right. And Langford is supposed to be that guy. They only fed him, and when I only say only, but they only gave him the ball 17 times. This guy needs the ball 23 to 24 times a game to even out the offensive because guess what? Jay Cutler's doing exactly what you don't want him to do is have to throw the football. They were 16 to 29, 216 yards. He gets the touchdown, but as in, in complete Jay Cutler fashion, an interception. And so, you know, so you're still getting Jay Cutler. You're paying him 23 million bucks to be as bad as he is, okay? And at the beginning of the show, I put up Kurt Angle's You Suck. I, that's what I want to put on Jay Cutler as me being a Bear fan. <laughs> And living in there, you, you, I just I can't defend this guy anymore. This is a guy who took the money and ran, and you can see it. Now, he had bad body language in Denver, but it's just got worse in Chicago. And not only that, he's got a hot wife, so who cares? So, I, and I know that sounds stupid when I say that, but I'm going to tell you right now, I think that's part of it. This guy's got a bad attitude, and the Chicago Bears, they need to part ways with this guy because guess what? You're going to get a season where you're going to win five football games. You might as well throw somebody else in there. Now, that being said, who can they get? I don't know. But it's time to move on from Jay Cutler. And, yes, I'm talking about week number one. If you want to salvage (laughs) any kind of season for this Bear team, because guess what? He's going to do it again and again and again. Well, you know, Sonny, I agree. Um, Jay Cutler's not a leader. I would have gotten rid of him. But now that you're in, into the season, he's, your, he's really their best offensive weapon outside of Langford. So you've hamstrung yourself if you're going Absolutely. to play football the way that you played it. If you're going to pass more than you run, then yes, you've set Jay Cutler up to fail because he's yes. a quarterback that needs a really strong running game to limit and minimize mistakes. If the Bears would get back 30 rushes a game, even if they get down 21 nothing, we're going to f- still be committed to running the football like the old Steelers used to do. They would get down, they'd have to throw a little more, but they would still run it and play better Absolutely. defense. That's the way they're going to have to win if they're going to keep Jay Cutler. Yeah, there was a commitment a of running the football, and that's what it was over there. For, forget what you got. You get my forte. Remember, this guy broke Larry Center's receiving record for running backs, okay, in a single season. That's hard to do. That's how much you depended on this guy, and the Chicago Bears let this guy go. So the fact that they're in the position that they're in today is is only their own fault. And guess what? They got the Eagles coming to you. Now, guess what? The Eagles get the victory yesterday with a rookie quarterback. They might go and – well, they might. No, they're going to go and slap Jay Cutler all over the football – field and embarrass the Chicago Bears with a rookie quarterback because they're not getting the job done defensively either there. Yeah, I mean, they're not, yeah, the Bears aren't really getting anything done. And, and credit to the Texans, they're just, they're a better football team right now Absolutely. than the Chicago Bears. But, but yeah. like I said, I don't believe in Brock Osweiler, so let's stay tuned for that. Well, we got to watch it. You're absolutely right. We got to watch Brock Osweiler, see where he's going to go. But remember what division he's in. You take away the Indianapolis Colts, you've got uh, you can ground a pound up on uh, uh, on the Tennessee Titans all day long. And you know, so you you look at that situation, and the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to be a tough game. Um, so, but in their division, I think they can if they can steal one from Jacksonville. They're going to be both 
of the uh, Tennessee Titan games when they play them. So that's going to be something to watch for as well. Uh, and they're going to split here with Indianapolis quite possibly. So th- this is an opportunity if Brock Osweiler, and like we said, he doesn't have to be a superstar. And if you're expecting them to be a superstar in in Houston, that's going to be the problem. So that that's going to be huge. Now, next game that I, you know, me being the Jacksonville Jaguar fan, I didn't pick the Jaguars yesterday. Why? Because their secondary was weak. And guess who exploited it? The best quarterback in the NFL today. And he exploited not only that, what a pass up underneath pressure and what a catch with the guy just hanging all over him in the end zone. The secondary of the Jacksonville Jaguars will be the big, big target of any quarterback that's going to play the Jacksonville Jaguars. So they've got to definitely shore up a little bit better in that secondary, or it's going to be a long season for what's supposed to be a promising season for the Jaguars. Oh, here we go. As I said before, my sleeper pick of the NFL to win the AFC South is the Jacksonville Jaguars. And you know you what? Did, they did they didn't do they didn't do anything to disappoint me actually. Look, here's why. You're playing against the best pure passer in the league, a top three quarterback. Absolutely. You know, he's he's elite. I know you don't want to hear it, but there are no moral victories. They lost the football game. They're still learning how to finish football games. They're a young team. Uh, but I think uh, it's enough talent uh, to get that team to nine wins, particularly uh, in this division where I'm not impressed with a lot of the other teams. I like the young talent. They gave the Packers all they could handle. That team is learning and growing, and and I was encouraged by what I saw. Can the Jacksonville Jaguars finally grow up? We've been talking about this for six years. I mean, you know, they're, they're, they're young. They're growing. Young and growing. Jeez, how many, aren't they grown yet, for God's sake? No, they're not. And the reason why is because of their head coach. I'm sorry. Gus Bradley's the problem here. Now, that having been said, I know I've been beat up on that opinion, but when this team goes 8-8 eight and eight or less and misses the playoffs, that is going to be the problem. Now, that having been said, this is a football team that's got to get the ball to their weapons. They got the best two wide receivers in their division. You got to get them the ball. You got to make them make plays. They lose this game by four, which, hey, you know, let's let's just give the props where it is. They only lost this game by four against the best quarterback in the NFL. But guess what? It, when the when the best quarterback in the in the NFL knows your weakness, he's gonna exploit it. That's what happened. Now, granted. I didn't have them win this game anyway, no matter how good they were. So the fact they lost it was no great big surprise. But if you are in love with the Jacksonville Jaguars, get ready for heartbreak because they're going to miss the playoffs by one game, and then everybody's going to talk about them next year to win this division. That's the way it's set up. But I think Gus Bradley's the problem. This is a football team that needs to find a guy that consistently gets your team to 9 to 10 wins a year, and I don't think Gus Bradley is. And I've taken a lot of heat for that opinion. But he hasn't failed me so far. The Jacksonville Jaguars have not failed me so far, and that is huge uh, for this game. Now, the game yesterday where the head coach needs to be fired, okay, is over in San Diego. Okay, or a new defensive coordinator because San Diego had Kansas City by the well, I won't say that, but they had them by the throat. They they did not, they let this Kansas City Chiefs get that home field advantage 
be an advantage for them, and they end up losing a game that they should have won. They were up 21, what is it, 21 nothing in the first quarter? That right there is a complete disaster. Someone shot a cannon, it hit the bottom of the ship, and it sunk. I mean, once again, yeah, once again, the, the, the San Diego the Chargers half. are the San Diego Chargers are exactly who they have been for all for for all of time. They have had numerously talented players come and go through that organization. They've had teams yep. that could contend. They are consistently underachieving. They don't know how to win. They have a quarterback that that can throw it and put up numbers, but overall, including him, they don't know how to finish and win. That is not what they do there. They're not an organization that can do there that can do that. Um, and a part of it comes from the fact that once again, they are a team that likes to spread it out and throw it all the time, but they don't really have an identity of being tough, of having a culture that can win close games. They don't know who they are, so they just kind of play very chaotic, and they end up not being able to sustain. Their defense still isn't very good, as they as we've seen. They can't close out a game because defensively they have not built the culture there that plays defense a certain way. Well, and but here's the thing, Philip Rivers. He's got to move the ball in the second half. They scored six points in the second half. Now, granted, they were up 21-3 halftime. We go back to the fact that they should have won that football game. But it, something happened in the locker room that made this team decide that they weren't going to win a football game. They didn't show up defensively in the fourth quarter, and then, of course, giving it up in the overtime frame. That didn't help them at all. And they, they, they start the season off behind the eight ball already when they should have been up one in their own division. That's what's so huge about this football game. It really doesn't matter that they lost the football game. It was a matter of who they lost the football game to in week one there, Bryce. Yeah, well, I mean, look, the Kansas City, the Kansas City Chiefs, I mean, they were winning last year. They, they, they know the, – the, the Kansas City Chiefs know who they are. And they they know not, how to win without maybe, Jamal Charles. Yeah. Yes, yes. And they, and they know who they are, and they're not deviating from that. And it doesn't yeah. surprise me that they were able to, to come back and win. Andy Reid is a good coach. His clock Absolutely. management isn't very good, but he is a good coach. He, he is well coached. His players know where to be. They know what to do, and they just keep chugging along. And so it doesn't yep. surprise me that a team like the Kansas City Chiefs, who are better coached, were able to come back and win. Play the full 60 minutes. That's the difference. I mean, you can, you can talk about it all you want, but when you play a full 60 minutes in the NFL, you win football games. Because you're able, if you play all four quarters, you can come back in the fourth quarter like the Chiefs did and get the 17 they needed to tie and then go into overtime and continue. They not only played 60 minutes, they played over 60 minutes, and that right there is the reason why. The, the, the Chargers thought they had this game in the bag at halftime, and they no-showed in the second half. They deserved to lose that football game because of their effort, which was nothing. So since there was no effort on the football field, they didn't win the football game. So they have to continue. They got to go back and re-examine why they lost that football. Forget about film. 
forget about that. Go to each player and tell them to take the responsibility for their failures in the second half of that football game and then get rid of one or two of them and find someone who's willing to step in and play. Because right now, the San Diego Chargers, they are ready. They lose in week one against a – it was such a big game, and that's what they don't get, I think. They don't realize what – how big this game is if they were going to be a contender in this division because this this division you're looking at nine or ten wins are going to win this division um, because I don't expect much more than Denver for the rest of the season so you know you got to be in there you got to play the full hour and then if you have to play a little bit more in overtime you got to do that now the game that another one that someone you know, Sean Payton, I'm going to tell you right now, if he's not in the hot seat after that one yesterday, the the new the Saints lose to the Oakland Raiders by one. They had this game in hand there, Bryce. And wow, how about the New Orleans Saints giving it up to an Oakland Raider team that I know you have a lot of mad love for Oakland. I myself don't have a lot of mad love for them. We'll find out. I want to see more from them before I anoint them. But that game yesterday for Oakland getting that victory was huge after the Chargers went down. So they have to stay in stride with Kansas City. So that was a big game for them. Sonny, three young quarterbacks that I'm telling you, you have to give props to and watch. Jameis, Blake Bortles, which is why I'm trying to give you some optimism. I know, I know. Derek, and Derek Carr. And Derek, Derek Carr, Carr, as I yeah. said to you, plays with a certain level of moxie that the Raiders have not had from the quarterback position in years. Oh, yeah. He's, he's, got, I, a nice, I, he's got a big-time arm. A he's confident in his arm. He, he plays with his head. He's still young. He's not derived, but these three guys are on the come up. And you watched Derek Carr outdo the New Orleans Saints defense, which again, yep. I could use your Jameis argument. I can't. How much props can I give Derek Carr because he's going against a junior high level defense? Well, that, yeah, that just know. cannot. They can't stop anybody. Well, Blake Bortles be... is going for 400 with that receiving duo in Jacksonville against that well, defense. And... I, I can see where you're coming with that because I'm going to tell you right now, Dennis Allen is in a lot of trouble after week one, after that, that complete disaster. Um, and if he's not, you know, Sean Payton will put out the politically correct nonsense that, you know, that they got to on the public, but behind the scenes, there was some big time fighting going on. You can't let a football team, such as the Oakland Raiders, okay? They're still the Raiders until they lose, or until they win, and prove me wrong. You can't let the Raiders come into your house, score 22 points, and win the football game. You just can't do it. You can't let that happen, and you let it happen right there. And normally, the Saints, good football team at home, boy, oh, boy, they let that one go, and there's yet another one I should have won. There's three games out of the ones that I missed that I should have had. The Saints should have won that football game. I picked the Chargers, um, so that that is huge in itself. And the Jets should have won that football game. There's three of the uh, the eight that I lost, so it, it, it's ugly. It, it is. It, it's it's admission of stupidity here on the Couch Potato Sports Show as we talk about week number one. And week number one wasn't great for me. Okay. That being said, 
We got to go into commercial because I am going ahead and bringing in our commercial sponsorships for this as far it was not set to be part of their package, but we're doing it anyway to keep it extra. Here on the Couch Potato Sports Show, we'll come back here to Sonny's admission of stupidity of his picks of week number one of the NFL. We'll be back here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Mark Hall at Rowlett Fit Body Boot Camp. We want you to be proud of everything you achieve. That is why Mark Hall will tell you to stop focusing in on the little things and be proud of everything you've achieved up to this moment. Being fit is hard, but you can do it. If you need some help getting started, try our unstoppable fitness formula for free by visiting www.rowettfbbc.com and claim your free trial. Or give Mark a call at 214-888-2844. That's 214-888-2844. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience, so roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors. Proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. If you're like me, you want your hot coffee in the morning. But as it's getting closer to summer and getting hotter outside, you'll want something more refreshing and cold. With a surefire menu of cold drinks, Scooters is sure to satisfy. Whether it's iced coffees, blenders, smoothies, or even cold tea, check out Scooters Coffee located at Rowlett Road in the 66 with a convenient drive through so you're sure to get in and out real quick and on to your business. That's Scooters Coffee located in the Timberlake Shopping Center in Rowlett. Let Spirit Outfitters be your home for any of your specialty needs. Spirit Outfitters can do it all. Whether it's screen printing, custom apparel, spirit gifts, or embroidery, Spirit Outfitters has you covered. Need personalized apparel? We can do that. Want something just for you? We can do that also. Spirit Outfitters will let your imaginations run wild. Give them a call at 972-412-3440 or visit their showroom at 3538 Lakeview Parkway, Suite 101 in Rowlett. Or check them out on the web as well at thespiritoutfitters.com. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Palio's Italian Restaurant, located at Dal Rock in the 66. Make sure you get the opportunity to taste the Palio's Gourmet Pizza on their Facebook. There are many opportunities to find out about getting a free pizza or just take a taste of some of the other Italian plates that they have. That's Palio's Pizza, located at 6702 Doll Rock Road, number 122, or give them a call at 214-703-9711. Yeah, I suck. Absolutely. It was an ugly Sunday for Sonny Clark and his picks in the NFL. On that being said, you can hear that show every Sunday at 9 a.m. Central Standard Time as we are here 
we're going to talk about how bad it was and yeah, talk about the games and stuff. I got Bryce Jaffins to join me. I'm not sure what his deal is. Glad he's here. Uh, great insight coming from Bryce. And so we're going to keep going. We're going to talk about the games that we've seen this week. By the way, before we move on, you were talking about Derek Carr. That All you got to do is call it the play, really, Bryce, as far as the heart and soul of their football team, giving up body and soul on the leap for the first down. That right there tells you that there's a different attitude in Oakland, and you do got to watch out for that football team. Yeah, I mean, and a lot of it starts, look, the NFL has created a situation where it's a quarterback-driven league. Um, you got to have a guy that you believe in who's a franchise quarterback. And Derek Carr's turning people into into believers. And yeah, credit to the Raiders staff for drafting this guy in the second round. He's their guy, and he plays like it. He plays like he's not looking over his shoulder. He plays like I believe, he believes in his talent. He can make every single throw. And mentally, I like where he is with that team. He carries himself the right way. Very similar to Blake Bortles. Um, you know, I like those these young these three young quarterbacks are the guys that I really like. Let's see how they do. Yeah, you got to watch out for those guys in reality because you know they're making a lot of defenses look stupid. But again, it's week number one. I say it all the time. Give me a defensive coordinator with film on a new guy or a young guy, and they will eventually win out. You watch. There's only so many of them that are going to step up and be great. Now, right now, Carr has the potential to be great, so uh, watch out for him. Next game that's up on the thing where Sonny again rocked the ball himself was the fact that I decided that I liked experience more so than what I've been talking about for years. I'm talking about the debacle that was RG3. RG3 was horrible yesterday now should I be surprised no it's the Cleveland Browns for God's sake but you got if you're RG3 you can't let Carson Wentz be the better quarterback yesterday Bryce you've got to be better you know I will agree that RG3 has to be better had a lot of drop passes yesterday yeah he did and but and the Browns just I mean look I think Hugh Jackson once again a good offensive mind but what is the Browns' identity? I mean, we don't know. Did they want to run it? Did they want to throw it? They're running all these trick plays. It's kind of wacky, you know. And, you know, I would think, I would think that it would be a heavy dose of Duke, Duke Johnson utilizing that offensive line and Joe Thomas to come off and hit people. And the Browns have no identity. It's like None. they're doing these wacky things where you're just like, Ugh, you could tell that's, a, that's an organization and a culture that has already – uh, seceded that they don't have what it takes to win, and so they have to do a bunch of different things. Um, you know, I thought RG3, I'm not going to say he was horrible. A lot of uh, it is uh, system and scheme, like a lot of deep balls down the field. Where's the short passing game? Exactly. Um, to try to get him comfortable. They didn't really scheme it up well. I mean, and, and I mean, the Eagles, to me, aren't a very good football team. Carson Wentz, definitely the story. He made some nice throws. The talent is there. So they're going with him sink or swim. Let's got to see how they do. Well, let's please stop with Carson Wentz, okay? They played the Browns, for God's sake, okay? And my <laughs> prediction, and you, I don't know if you heard it, the Browns are going to give up points in every frame in every game this year, okay? Now, listen to that. Now, that, that means you're giving up at least three points a game or a frame. So they're going to lose games with teams maybe scoring 12 to 
16 to 17 points. They're going to lose those games because they can't stop anybody. They're not going to stop anybody. And you need RG3 to be the guy. Now, granted, you know, I looked at this game and I was like, well, I'm going to pick Philadelphia. But you got when I I was looking at the game, as much as I don't believe in RG3, the guy's got should be a better quarterback than Carson Wentz. Sorry, he should be. And the fact that he's not, and they showed it yesterday, he was 12 of 28, 190 yards, and the, and the interception, you know, okay, they fought for it, they got it. I'll give him that. I'll let him even slide with that. He still wasn't good. Okay, that having been said, Philadelphia, please stop with this, okay? You've got a rookie quarterback <laughs> that played the worst team in the NFL. Folks, they're the worst team in the NFL. So you got the second coming of, you know, what, Peyton Manning and Carson Wentz after he beats the worst team in the NFL. This is another guy. I say, give defensive coordinators some time, and he they will figure. And not only that, it's Philadelphia. They're not a good football team regardless. That having been said, you start off the season with a win regardless of who it is because it is the NFL. It is about what – tick is underneath the W. So they got the tick underneath the W. You can't take it away from them. They're one and zero. They're in the lead in that division. You know, uh, you know. So along with the Giants, and we'll talk about that game. But th- you know, they got the win. So it's really going to be interesting how the rest of this season plays out for the Philadelphia Eagles. Will they take this game and build on it, or will they be the Eagles that I expect them to be? And that's not very good, and going to end up being the third or fourth in this division. The Eagles are the worst team in this division. Make no mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're the worst team in the division. They'll, they're going to finish last. Um, but hopefully, you know, they'll get they'll, they'll get Carson Wentz some reps this year, and you know, let's just see how he does. Again, it's only one game against the Browns. One of RG 3s worst throws. He had a guy wide open in the end zone and missed him. That yeah, can't absolutely. happen. You have to be more accurate with the accurate. football down there. But but I think it would help if they threw shorter passes and let him get into a rhythm and let him get comfortable. Absolutely, you gotta be able to find the guy. And I I agree with you. You you can't you can't let RG three be the guy that's going to throw the ball deep. You can't. I mean, look at what Andy Reid does with Alex Smith. Alex Smith don't throw the ball down the field. Alex Smith is 25 yards and in. Not very often is he any further than that unless the guy's wide open. Okay? So Andy Reid, being the coach that he is, sees the limitations of his quarterback and then builds a scheme around him that will help him be successful. If the Eagles think that this guy is going to be able to throw the ball downfield, and and do what it, do what the Carson I'm talking about Carson Wentz. If they expect that for that for for his career, you better start him off a little bit slower. That having been said, when you're Cleveland and you want RG three to be that guy, that's even a worse mistake. So you had a double whammy error at the quarterback position. Carson Wentz was able to put the ball in the air, which tells you right there already that the defense of the Cleveland Browns are god-awful, um, it, it's just going to get worse as the season goes along. So watch out for that one. It's going to be a real interesting year for the Eagles. Hey, they're one to know. You can't take that away from them, but next week they'll be one and one. That having been said, next game that I did get right of the few that I did, Minnesota gets the victory. And here's the thing about this. They did it all in the second half, and this is the problem with the Tennessee Titans. 
Mariota can be a great quarterback all you want, but guess what? Mariota dropped the ball yesterday. They had the lead going into halftime 10 nothing. They only managed six points in the third quarter, and then they let Minnesota go in. And listen, Minnesota is not a good football team without Teddy Bridgewater, and, and I think they'll be the first to admit it. That having been said, when you look at your quarterback position, you let Sean Hill go 18-33 to 33 and 232 yards. Now, granted, he didn't throw a touchdown, but he didn't need to. And that's what Minnesota has to have. He needs Sean Hill or Bradford, whichever it may be. Sean Hill's not going to lose his job as long as he wins football games, regardless what they gave up to get Bradford. That having been said, the Tennessee Titans, realizing that the Minnesota Vikings don't have their number one quarterback and they dropped the ball in the second half, they got to look at themselves defensively because they let it go. They did, but when you look at this was a tale of the defenses. Minnesota has one of the best defenses in the league. Two Absolutely. defensive touchdowns. They are stout. It is tough yep. to it is tough to move the football. When you're Tennessee and you have a Mariota that let's face it, the Minnesota Vikings were not worried about Mar- Marcus Mariota lighting them up for three hundred and fifty yards. They nope. move close to the line of scrimmage, they run blitz the offensive line. And it was tough sledding. And look, I like Marcus Mariota if he could do some things, but he's got a long way to go. I mean, yeah, he's, he's not two more years. he's not Bortles, he's not Derek Carr. <laughs> so they've still got to bring him along. And, and yeah, I mean, the Minnesota Vikings, it was exactly like I thought it would be. The only thing that disappoints me, Adrian Peterson was completely uh-huh. a non-factor. 19 and I think they've got to, rushes, I, 31 yards. The Minnesota Vikings have to know, look, we're getting nine in the box. We've got to be able to block it. Old school Steelers yep. style. We used to run it. We don't care who's in the box. We're going to run it. And I think you have to do that with Adrian Peterson. they got to be better on the offensive line and and get holes for that guy because for him to have 19 carries for 31 yards, that's unacceptable. They're not going to beat any good teams with with that stat line. Well, hold on one second. I agree exactly with what you said. And this is what I've been saying. You, you're not going to go in the archives, but you could go in the archives and listen to me. These are games that Adrian Peterson has before he whips off 240, 250 yards in a game. This guy's not right. – you can say whatever you want about him, okay? And I've had people yell at me that, Sonny, you don't know what you're talking about. But this guy's an up-and-down runner, okay? Meaning that he'll have a performance like he did yesterday, and in two or three weeks he'll whip on off. 260, 270 yards and go right back down to 50 or 40 yards. This guy's not consistent. Now, I'm not saying he's not a good back. I, I'm not, I, I'm, I'm pretty dumb, but I haven't gone that far. Okay, but the, as far as consistency is concerned, Adrian Peterson doesn't give a consistent in between 90 and 110 yards what you would think that he is because you look at his numbers and his average is crazy, but he's not that guy. He's not consistent. He will whip off about four to five games where he'll go for 230, 240 yards and make it look like he's the second coming of Walter Payton. He's not. Okay, so that uh, and that in itself, Minnesota has to make sure that this guy shows up because they can't expect. I'm sorry. If you're the Minnesota Vikings, you can't expect to win this division. You just can't. Okay, Aaron Rodgers is 10 times better than anybody that's in the lineup at the quarterback position for your football team. Okay, they got a better offensive line than you do. And not only that. Aaron Rodgers is going to get the ball to the wide receiver. He makes average wide receivers great. 
sort of like Peyton Manning, Gerson, and and uh, a couple other guys that he that made into big stars to make money. That having been said, Minnesota. You, before you even get started this season, your goal has to be wild card because you're not going to win this division. And it starts here. But you got to depend upon the guys to make the get the job done, and that means Adrian Peterson. Now, they got the victory. You can't take it away from them, but they got to get better production from him. You're absolutely right. they got to get better production. You know, it's, it's just a thing where – uh, the run game takes a little time in the regular season to get going, right? So that's true. So they're practicing it less and less. Peterson doesn't play during the during the preseason, so you know maybe this type of game you could see coming. Um, but they're yeah. going to have to run the football a lot better if they even have a, if they want a chance to win this division because. Green Bay clearly has the best quarterback. Okay, and, and they just had the better team. When you got the better quarterback, you usually have the better team. Not only that, Minnesota, you may have the better defense, but you got to be able to have someone that can deliver the ball offensively or can be a long season for you as you move on. Now, the game that was no great big surprise to me is the Dallas Cowboys lose, and, and they do it in the fashion of stupidity. Do you think Sonny Clark's picks were stupid? How about your wide receiver at the end of the game not getting out of bounds to where they get the chance to win the football game? I, I put it up immediately because this is Dallas Cowboy football. Sorry, my locals that are here, right here. This is t- atypical Dallas Cowboy stupidity in week number one. You have an opportunity to win the football game. We can talk about how that uh, Dak Prescott was – hey – I'll put it out there. Dak Prescott played good yesterday. Now, granted, they didn't get in the end zone enough, but he moved the ball. When you've got a guy that is – he's got two seconds. He knows he's not going to make it to the end zone. He moves the ball inbounds. He cuts in and doesn't go out of bounds and give Bailey an opportunity to win this football game. This is a typical Jerry Jones, you know, Jason Garrett head coach is the reason why the Dallas, the Dallas Cowboys should be one to know this week. And I should have missed this one yesterday too, because I had the Giants winning by 14. Oh, I hate quick. to put it on one play, Bryce, but that one play, <laughs> that one cost them the game. Well, let me just say this, and, and, and I want to say something first about the Minnesota Vikings that we didn't touch on. I actually okay. think if Teddy Bridgewater was healthy, the Vikings, and I picked them, would win that division. I think they have a more balanced football team than the, than the Absolutely. Packers. Special teams. But without Bridgewater and, you, and with the quarterback position the way it is, you've got to go with Green Bay because of the quarterback. Now, having said I that, had like him, I, I said, ha- Hey, Bryce, I had him winning – I had them winning the NFC. I had them in the Super Bowl. I had the Vikings in the Super Bowl with Teddy Bridgewater if he was that quarterback. Now they're not even going to make the playoffs. Yeah, I, I didn't have them in the Super Bowl, but I had them winning the division. Now let's yep. go. This is my favorite, my favorite game to talk about, the Giants and the Cowboys. Cowboys. First this of is all, a great tradition, isn't it? A great tradition <laughs> of the it, Dallas Cowboys dropping the ball at home against the Giants. Remember, they opened up that new Jerry World Stadium with the with the New York Giants, and guess what? They beat them then too. It's not. <laughs> it's you know before we even get to the final play, which is Barnum and Bailey in its own right. Absolutely. Dak Prescott threw the football over forty times, I believe. 45. 45 attempts 
first game rookie quarterback against the New York Giants. What have we been saying about the Dallas Cowboys? Maybe this will help them get back to running the football, relying on their defense, limiting the throws, and playing a more balanced game. The fact that their head coach had a game plan for this guy to throw the football 46 times. When you've got the running backs, when, when you've got the running backs and, you, and that offensive line and you don't give them the football, says everything you need to know about the, the Jason Garrett and the Dallas Cowboys before you get to the buffoonery of Terrence Williams. Terrence Williams' Madden rating for awareness should be five right now. It should drop all the way to five. But that's who the Dallas Cowboys are. From the game plan to the final play, the Cowboys are exactly, exactly who they need to be. They are exactly who we thought they are. They never disappoint. They never disappoint. It's the same type of madness. It's the bad coaching. It's the it's the wacky play calling. It's the it's the clunky team. The way it's put together from the GM who shouldn't be a GM. It's it's it's. It's all of it. It's the lack of awareness by the, by the receiver. It's all those things. Put it all together, and you get a crap sandwich that's the Dallas Cowboys. And listen, listen. You're, it was about Williams, okay? Remember who you got on your team. That's what I got to tell him, okay? I, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm a coach is you got to remember who's on your football team. And, and, that, and you can say whatever you want. Dan Bailey is a badass, okay? This guy doesn't miss in in Dallas, okay? He, he's one of the better kickers that the Dallas Cowboys have had in their history. Okay, so when, and and not only that, this is this is extra point you know, yardage. This guy's gonna the Dallas Cowboys win that football game yesterday. But you're right, the buffoonery that is Williams cutting in uh, infield instead of going out of bounds. I predicted it. I said. Here it is. We're towards the end of the game. I'm actually watching this one. I normally don't. But when you get to the end of a Dallas Cowboys game, it's almost like a train wreck. You can't help but watch because something's going to go down. And guess what? They didn't disappoint yesterday. And I had, but I had the Giants win them by 14. But I will tell you this. I, I gotta, you got to give Dak Prescott should not have been throwing the ball that much. Without question. They had 75 plays from scrimmage. 45 of them, Dak Prescott threw the ball. That's ridiculous, okay? For a rookie quarterback, what, you know, which tells me right away that the Dallas Cowboys in week number one are in panic mode. You've you got you mm. to be able to develop your running game, okay? You've got to be able to take some hits and some losses with your running game. But when that didn't happen, when the running game was nowhere to be found, they panicked, like they always do, and they go to their quarterback, Tony Romo, who's not great when he's under that pressure and when he has to win the games. Look at If you look at Tony Romo two years ago with DeMarco Murray running the football, he had his best production of his career when he had the balance. You, can, you can't expect a quarterback of Dak Prescott's first year to be the guy that's going to be the savior for your football team. They went to panic mode, which is what they always do. And, and But, like we said, they end up with the L. And, the, the, folks, they are behind. Okay, they're behind the Eagles already. All right, so that, that's, that's not good for them. Okay, the Giants are you know, behind the Giants, the team that they lost to. Washington plays tonight. 
Okay, and Washington, depending on who you talk to, I don't have Washington winning, but if they win tonight, you know, your Dallas Cowboys will be in last place. Watch out, okay? Watch out. I mean, this is going to be that atypical. And here's another thing. They're going to ruin Dak Prescott before he gets the opportunity to be a real good quarterback. They will. Dak Prescott, I have a hard time if they're going to be committed to the game plan of throwing it 40-some-odd times. But you know what? I think that's what they will do because this is what they've always been. That one yep. year with DeMarco Murray was an anomaly. They oh, are God. in love with the passing game. They want flair. They want, they want flair. They want to put it in the air. They want to get it in chunks. Jason Garrett loves the passing game, and that's what they're going to do. Um, strategy can go out the window. This is how we want yep. to play, and they're going to do that regardless of personnel because they're not Ugly. a very well-coached football team. And you can tell yep. they're not very well-coached by not only what Terrence Williams did, but his press comp, but his interview afterwards, when they asked him what his thought process was, and it was just jumbled. He was all, kind of all over the place. Like his reasoning, down, his play down to the reasoning symbolized everything that's wrong with the Dallas Cowboys. Absolutely, they are. Yeah, they that, are. Uh, that was an they ugly are a clown conference. show. Yeah, that was an ugly press conference. I mean, the, the, the media just had him for lunch, and they went for seconds. Um, you know, he, he would have just been better off going, hey, guys, I own this. I made a mistake. He tried yes. to explain this stupidity like I'm doing here on, you know, about my picks this week. You know, I'm trying to explain it, and it don't do any good. He should have just said, hey, I own it. it this, this was on me. And it was. He should have just did that. This is a this is a football team that really should not have been in that position in the first place. They should have been able to beat Eli Manning. Okay, I'm sorry. If you're the Dallas Cowboys, you got to be able to beat a mediocre um, Eli Manning. Because if you don't in this division, you'll let a mediocre quarterback win the division. Because guess who's there? Kirk Cousins. He's mediocre. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. He's not good. He's not a good quarterback. Or Eli Manning going to win this division. Okay. Dak Prescott, I'm going to tell you right now, he's got a lot of upswing, and if they don't ruin him, he's going to be better than Eli Manning, and he's definitely better than Kirk Cousins. So, you know, you, you, now granted, I'm not going to say that the Cowboys are going to win two Super Bowls. I'm just, I'm just going by stats. Forget the Super Bowl. If you look at the numbers, by the time if Dak Prescott doesn't get ruined, I think he'll have better numbers that, than, than uh, our wonderful uh, Eli Manning, brother of the one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game. So it, it, that, that uh, one was ugly. Yeah, you know what? It was. I'm not going to go so far as to say that about Dak. Like I said, I need to see it. So let me see um, yep. what's going on. Eli Manning, to me, a, a clear runaway as the best quarterback in this division. I actually picked the Giants to win. I expect them to win this division because these other teams aren't very good. And when you've got the quarterback that you have in Eli, who I think is a really good quarterback, um, the well, best in this division, then, okay. you know, you're supposed to beat the Cowboys. Now, granted, overall, their team isn't great, but 9-7 and seven wins this division. Absolutely, and that's disgusting in this division with the teams <laughs> that are there, okay? If Eli Manning is so great, okay, I want to see a consistent 11-12 win game from him. Guess what? I don't, yeah. Has he ever had one? Has he ever won 13 games in the season? I don't know. I, I got to say in 2008 they won 12 games or 11 games, yeah. I think. 
and, and I'm sorry, you know, when you can't consistently do that and you're the brother of one of the best and had the same coach as well, by the way, remember in college, had the same coach when, you know, they right. Mississippi City, they grabbed him and they said, hey, they, they took him away from the, the Tennessee and said, come over here and get his brother and teach him. And unfortunately, as great as, you know, his dad and Peyton are, Eli is just not that way. But here's the thing. This guy, I'll, I'll, give, I'll give him credit. He knows how to make money. And guess what? He, he made, he's made a lot. He's one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the NFL for being less than mediocre. He's horrible. I'm sorry. He's not a good quarterback. His numbers prove it. And like I said, if he doesn't have a helmet catch or a good defense, he doesn't have any Super Bowls. Okay? So it, it, it is what it is. Now, granted, you know, pinpointing one play for a touchdown, they should have lost that Super Bowl. Sorry, they should have. But, you know, and their defense was out the year that they won the first one so you know you, you got to look at it in that way you know if you are a basher like I am on Eli Manning so I'm going to bash him I don't think he's good I no, let me rephrase that I think he's good he's just not great or a superstar he's mediocre and when you're mediocre you can make you know 20 million dollars a year being a quarterback in the NFL because they just don't have that going on up there so next game that was up on top and Sonny Miss this one, and and right now we're talking about a coach that was already on the hot seat in Indianapolis. You can't lose that game yesterday. You can't let a Detroit Lions football team come back and win that football game yesterday. You just can't do that at home. And so before the season starts, Bryce, we already have the coach on the hot seat, and he drops the ball yet again. So you know we're going to be talking about. Yeah, uh, Pagano on the hot seat all year long, especially after this loss against Detroit, where they where they have really no weapons. Well, I mean, look, <laughs> the Indianapolis Colts are exactly who I thought they were. Yeah, they're not going right. to win this division. The Jaguars, uh, I'm I'm picking the Jaguars to win it. Um, good luck with that. They're not going <laughs> to win the division because while they've got a good quarterback, <laughs> you know, it's Andrew Luck. It's his world. They don't have a lot of pieces around him. And the Detroit Lions, to me, are the, are the third best um, team in the NFC North. So, you know, they've the got worst, Matthew Stafford, yep. who's the second best quarterback in that division. He's got a big arm. He can throw it. Theo Riddick, they've got some weapons. You've got Tate. You've got Jones. So, you know, I like their team a little bit better than the Colts. And they showed that they were, they were a little bit better than the Colts. And they got a doula running the football. Before we we get done uh, with with the Lions, I think Abdullah is going to be a good running back for them. I mean, he is that guy that I love to watch to run the football. He's he's just that horse that's hard to bring down. I love him. Um, But their passing game, you're right. They got rid of, you know, five catches, 63 yards and a touchdown. Abdullah out of the backfield, five catches, 57 yards and a touchdown. And I will give it, I'll give it to Stafford. He's finding guys because he doesn't have Megatron anymore, so he has to find someone to get the ball to. And this is what they should have done last year and the years before that when they had two of the best tight ends in the game for three years. Never got the ball to the tight end. So now he's being forced to distribute the ball to more than just one person. This might be able to help the Lions and Matthew Stafford to be more of a complete quarterback than he was instead of just throwing it up to Megatron. Now, granted, when you got Megatron, you get him the ball. 
But now, since they don't have them, maybe they will. Maybe they'll make the statement. Maybe we will talk about uh, Jones being a good quarterback and and Edwin. Maybe we'll talk about how great that they're going to end up being. Because guess what? Great quarterbacks make average wide receivers a name. And we might be talking about them later on. So I miss this game. And Indianapolis, this is a game that they got to go back and say, God, we needed to have that one back. Big time. Uh, so, uh, so the Indianapolis, like you said, you look at the AFC South. It is a weak division. It is so bad. And the Indianapolis Colts. Okay, people were talking about them winning the division by default because of Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck, he's got to get better. But it is week number one, so I'm going to give him a pass coming off of injury. I mean, I mean, yeah, he he played well. I mean, they yep. they scored enough points to win the football game, but the Colt defense. Yep. Didn't show up, and neither did the Lions' defense. But their defense isn't much. Neither team's defense is much to, to you know, make a big deal about. But yeah, you know, they're a little bit better offensively in terms of the talent. In term, you know, with the Lions, I like T.Y. Hilton and Moncrief. Um, yep. Actually, let me take that back. When you've got Hilton and Moncrief, that's a really nice receiving duo. You got Dwayne Allen, so I guess yep. those teams are very comparable. And you've got Matthew Stafford, who's got a big arm and can throw it. You know, the Lions just had the ball. You know, it's one of those things. Whoever has the ball last to win it, and and um, the Lions were able to make enough plays to win. Yeah, and when you're the Indianapolis Colts and your team scores 35, you got to win the football game. So that you right there tells the you, yeah, you got to win the game. I mean, you're not, I, a lot of teams would kill to have scored 35 points in week number one. And most of them would have won the football game that week. So mark that. I don't think anybody scored more than 35 points this week when I'm looking at the numbers real quick. I'm whipping right through. No one scored 35 points. They should have won. If your team and, – and so that tells you right there that they fell apart defensively. And, and you don't have to watch that game to know it. I mean, they scored the most points in week number one. They didn't win the football game. Okay. Well, well, well i tell you what. You know, it's, it's sad. Well, there was one team that scored more than 35 points, the Detroit Lions. Well, <laughs> so. yeah, besides them, well, I, I mean, besides them, yes. But you catch what I'm saying. You catch yeah. what I'm saying. They scored the yeah. second most. Out of the second most, every single every team would have loved to have 35 points because they won the game. Now, that having been said, we went to Sunday night. This was the game that I don't. I, I just don't get it. And I said it on my show, and I'm going to stand on my greatness of my pick, okay? All right, I am. And here's the reason why. And this is what I'm telling – I told everybody, this is what's happening behind the scenes. Bill Belichick will say everything right, okay, in the forum of having the media in front of him. Bill Belichick went up to this young quarterback said, you suck, okay? All right, you're not even close to what you got to be. And this guy is a master at motivating. I mean, you're a starting quarterback in the NFL, and I know he did. He went up to him and said, listen, you're not a good quarterback, all right? You're not even close to Tom Brady. And if we won all four of the games, you're an afterthought as soon as he becomes available, okay? All right, so so now the master motivation of negativity that is Bill Belch. Have you ever seen that guy smile? Never seen him smile. He tells everybody <laughs> on his football Hey, listen, every now and then, but he tells everybody on that football team, you suck, you're replaceable. Okay? And uh, sometimes, depending on who you are, and depending if you're not politically correct or you're a mama's boy, you figure that, you know what, Bill Belichick has had been – 
been the coach of this football team since 2000. How many Super Bowls? How many playoffs? How many AFC champs? Yeah, I suck. Okay? The master motivator that he is of negativity of your play, no matter how good you are, except Tom Brady, because I think they're, they're very, very close. But everybody else on that football team sucks and will be replaceable. And everybody knows it. it I'm going to tell you right now, when you walk out on the football field, knowing where you stand right with the coach, that motivates you to be the best that you can possibly be out on the football field. Now, did they impress anybody yesterday? No. But they weren't expecting to win that game. Bryce, I'm telling you right now, Bill Belichick was in the locker room saying, we're going to lose this game today, but we got a good chance on the next three. And that just, and I'm going to tell you right now, that motivates people. I know he did. I mean, because there's not a positive thing that comes out of this guy's mouth, I don't think. I mean, he might say, hey, that's a nice blouse to a woman. That's about it. You're not going to get much from Bill Belichick in a positive. This guy's not going to kiss your ass. The only person's ass he's going to kiss is his quarterback, which he very much deserves. But after that, no one on that football team will be the starter if Bill Belichick don't want you to be. And you can be as great as you want. You know, I would have – I mean – my pick was I picked the Cardinals to win this game. But I'm not surprised in the least bit that they lost. Because, nope. Sonny, as I told you, you can't trust the Arizona Cardinals. Mm. <laughs> people, yeah, people, yes get, and no. people get very enamored. But I they get are it. Very, the Arizona Cardinals, because of the way they play in their quarterback, are very Bengal-like. They're very Bengal-like. Sexy pick. They're very Bengal-like, though, when you watch the way they play. Um, you don't, I mean, David Johnson can run, but you don't really see them commit to 30 rushing attempts a game. They don't Absolutely. really play like that. They're very much a perimeter, fast-paced team that wants to kind of blitzkrieg you to death with a bunch of DBs and wacky formations and passing game. But they're not really, but they're not really a, a tough, grind-you-out type of team. And so, therefore, it doesn't surprise me that they get into these situations where you get a team like the Patriots that just, they do, they make all the right plays at the right time, and they just keep at chugging right along, time. chugging along, chugging yep. along. And, they, and, and in their own way, the Patriots play in their own way. It's very unique, which has been the reason why they won is the Patriots are tough, but in their own way, and it's maddening to watch because they're not yep. tough like we're going to just line up and beat you to death. But they're tough, mentally tough, and they don't make a lot of mistakes. They're going to do whatever it takes to win. We're going to execute every play down to the nth degree. And when you play, take a team like that, and you play a team like the Cardinals that can only really win one way, wacky, spread football, run around, be fast, but they're not really – they can't play that type of methodical, tough game. It doesn't surprise me that they ended up losing. Nope. That's exactly and what he, happened. The game got into a slower, methodical type, tough game, and they couldn't play that way. They couldn't yeah, finish. What, what does that say about the Arizona Cardinals when you got the backup quarterback and you don't have Rob Gurkowski in the football game? The one-two punch that is the the Patriots in reality, and you can't beat them at your own home field. I'm going to tell you right now, a lot of Arizona Cardinals got to look at themselves in the mirror this morning and they got to be able to say to themselves, you know what? I sucked. This, this was, this was on me. I'm going to say this. Okay. Carson Palmer, 24, 37, 271, two touchdowns. You got to win the game for him. 
the defense gave this game away. If Carson Palmer throws for over 250 yards and two touchdowns in a football game, your defense has to win the game for you if the offense is not getting it done. And that's what happened yesterday. The defense let the let them in there. Now, granted, the kicking game was the reason why. Okay, they missed that. You know, into the you know in. Uh, your field goal, but guess what? The tick is underneath the New England Patriots, and I'm going to tell you right now, the, the New England Patriots are going to win the Super Bowl, and not only are they going to win the Super Bowl, they're going to make everybody look like a bunch of idiots in the meantime. They are going to beat, and, and, and if Rob Gakowski gets 100%, Tom Brady sits down four games, okay? That's four games of not taking a snap, not hustling, and the most important not getting hit in four games. It, it, Tom Brady is going to blow up the AFC. They're going to win the AFC easily. They're going to win the Super Bowl easily and let him test all the balls they want, whether it's the ones on the football field or between his legs. I'm going to tell you right now that right now the, it, the, the Patriots are primed to win this the, the Super Bowl, and we're we're not even we're we're just done with week number one. And if you can't see the value of Tom Brady sitting for these first four games, and then he comes back in week number five and gets the Cleveland Browns, oh my God! If you can't see a five and zero start for this football team after they beat the Arizona Cardinals, you're blind. Um, I you know I can definitely see I see I can see a three and one start, which puts them definitely. Um, deep into the playoffs. I can see them losing to Miami because they have a hard time playing Miami. Miami just is one of those division rivals with them. Even though the division's never been very good, they do have trouble with the Miami Dolphins for some reason. Can't understand why, they just do. So it's like the Seattle Seahawks over the years have started to have trouble with the L.A. Rams. They just The Rams just tend to play them well. So I can yeah. actually see them losing the Miami game. But maybe not at home, though. So if they end up 4-0, the, then... That was what I then, was going to hear that. That game's at home. That first game against Miami is great for Jimmy Garoppolo. It's at home, and that is the big difference. Now, if they're on the road, I almost, I almost, because I'll like, I'll pick an upset, and that is the game that you're talking about. The Miami Dolphins, you know, if they are at home with Jimmy Garoppolo, that's the game I'm going to pick, and I will suck up the loss because, I, I, if you can't tell, I'm not a New England fan. I'm a New England realist. They're just the best team in the NFL. They're the best coach. And frankly, and I'm just going to put this out, and I took a lot of heat for saying it, but I'm going to say it again. The Lombardi trophy needs to have a name change because as much as I like Lombardi and what he ever what he's done, and maybe it's because I'm new school and I don't recognize maybe the old school, but I do because I love old school football. This, this coach, Bill Belichick, is the best coach to ever coach in the NFL for the team that he has. Now, granted, you know, all around, he may not be the best coach all around, but he finds a way to get his team to win each and every week, and that means getting the best out of his seconds and thirds better than anybody in NFL history at the court, at the coaching position. He gets a lot out of his second. He definitely gets a lot out of his second and thirds. I agree, one of Absolutely. the best coaches ever. Um, that team is going to be right there. I do not have them going to the Super Bowl, though. You know what team I have going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, so that's the I, only point that I will disagree. Either, because I, I think I, all things being healthy, all things being equal, and all things being healthy, both of those teams meet in the AFC Championship game. We've, they don't, I think we have the better overall football team than they have. 
yeah, you know, yeah, 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 if you go position by position, like, you start to see Pittsburgh has a lot of advantages over New England. Position well, by with position. The starters, Doesn't mean no win. That's the point. That's the point. It, we were just talking about. That's the point. They're starters. I, yeah, I think I might agree with you, but they're seconds and thirds. I'm going to tell you right now. As soon as one of those starters for the for the Steelers go off the football field, you can't expect them to go out there and make plays the way Bill Belichick expects his players to go out and make plays. And that I, I get what you're saying. Point. I like the Steelers. I you know I think they're gonna they're gonna collide. They're gonna collide in the AFC Championship game, and that's wh- where I think it's going to end up happening. Where I don't know if they work. If it can work out that way, I think it can. Um, but I think that's the way it's going to end up. It, we're going to see the Steelers and the Patriots in the AFC Championship because I don't, I don't trust Cleveland I, I, or uh, Cincinnati. I want to, I want to pick them, but they're just not the complete football team. They proved that yesterday. There's nobody in the AFC South that even comes close to either one of them. And the AFC West, hey, as much as I like what the Chiefs can do without their Jamal Charles, they still got to beat those other two teams without Charles and if Charles comes back who's to say he's going to be 100% those are the best two teams in the AFC however that having been said don't count out the Ravens this is going to be this division over there in the AFC North is going to be a thing of beauty this year because we are we're going to talk about three teams making the playoffs out of the AFC North like they did three years ago and I think all three of them might make some noise and you know make some noise in the in the uh, in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I could I could definitely see that. I think also too seconds and thirds. I think that's a good point. Um, the Jets will offer some resistance to the Patriots, but the Patriots play in the division that's not as good as the AFC North and, and Pittsburgh. Will, but that could work in Pittsburgh's benefit. Very battle. If if, if those two teams make it to the AFC Championship. Pittsburgh will be very battle-tested going through that division, and I think they'll be ready, particularly at certain positions when you start going, particularly offensively. When you start looking at our running backs, everyone's healthy. You get Wheaton, you get Brown, then you have Ben, who's a top three quarterback, Brady being number one, of course. Pittsburgh matches up very well with that team. We'll get a preview of it week nine in Pittsburgh, so let's see what we see. Do the Browns beat anybody in their division in the six games that they got? Yes, they, got, the they got two with one, the Steelers. I think they the got Browns two with the Bengals. One, I think the Browns get one win. I think the Steelers sweep them. I think I think the um, Bengals sweep them, and I think they beat the Ravens once. Oh, I, I was gonna say I think they get the I think they get the Bengals I, because right now okay. and, and because I, I'm, I'm I'm gonna tell you right now I'm very impressed with the way Baltimore won their football game yesterday. I am because they look like they 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 didn't go crazy on the offensive side of the ball. They only scored 13 points. But the way they handled that football team yesterday, Buffalo, listen, Tyrod Taylor is not the best quarterback, but they got a lot of weapons, and that is huge for them. But that being said, it is week number one. They're going to have to score more than 13 points. So Joe Flacco got his warm-up game. This is, you know, him developing and getting back to the used to the speed that is the NFL because Bryce, you and I both know come week number three and four, you're going to see the NFL faster than what you've just seen here in week number one. Yeah. I mean, again, with the Ravens, 
I give them credit because they, they were the more physical football team for Buffalo. I'm not totally sold on Buffalo's offense because because Rex Ryan leads the charge. But and you know, I give them credit Taylor. but offensively you gotta score more than thirteen points. Absolutely. Um, I think you know, the Ravens again, you got a quarterback that Joe Flacco, who can throw one of the best deep balls in the league, but he's not very consistent in the mid-range. The mid-range is very inconsistent. So we'll see if they can consistently get that offense better. But, yeah, it was a good win for them. I hope that the Bills would win it, but I'm not ready to just get on that bandwagon just yet. Mainly because I also hate the Baltimore Ravens with a the passion. They're our number uh, one rival. Well, number know, one Steeler they, rival. They're in the division. Yeah, they're in your oh, division. Oh, they're our number one rival. It. Yeah, our number one rival is the Baltimore Ravens. So, yeah, so, yeah, yeah and, and, I'm, that, I'm, and that's developed into a good one, and it started back with Billick. And, um, oh, yeah, yeah. The best rivalry in football to me is Steelers-Ravens. I agree. I mean, and, and that came, obviously that came, you know, recently because Baltimore just came to Baltimore, you know, not more than 16, 17 years ago. So you, you got to right. look at that. I mean, that, that right. It was the old Browns. It was the old Browns. It was the old Browns. Exactly. So you got to look at it. I mean, so that is, I, I kind of like that whole situation. So we'll see where that ends up going. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to take another break. When we come back, where well, I'm going to talk about Monday night football games that are going to be going on. So we will do that here on the couch potato sports show we'll take our break and then we'll talk about the two games and then talk about more nfl news as we're going to do i'm going to do it full three hours because sonny's got the day off and he's got nothing better to do but talk nfl we'll do that back here on the couch potato sports show it is the admission of stupidity we'll be right back let buffalo creek doors and floors help you restore your home to its like new condition need a contractor let us be your first stop as well as your last we specialize in everything that others don't, such as stained concrete floors, wood spot repairs on doors and floors, stainless steel spot repairs, anti-slip on floors, and more. Want to see what kind of work we do? Check out our Facebook page and you can see the craftsmanship you'll receive and expect from Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors. Give Rodney James a call at 214 536 2607. That's 214 536 2607. Or check them out on the web at www.buffalocreekdoorsandfloors.com. Unpleasant surprises can be annoying, but sometimes they can be devastating. If your retirement plan is vulnerable to unpleasant surprises, you do have a choice. There are strategies that can help ensure any surprise is a welcome one and reduce the threats to your retirement. Nest Egg Wealth Advisors specialize in helping protect your portfolio from unpleasant surprises. Visit nesteggadvice.com or give them a call at 972-412-6064 to request a guide to your nice, predictable retirement. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience, so roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors. Proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. It always happens. 
6 p.m. on a Saturday night and your heater or air conditioner goes out. What are you going to do? All the heating and air conditioning people are closed. How about 24-hour service available at 5-star HVAC contractors? You can be sure to be serviced amazingly fast. That's 5-star HVAC contractors serving RELED 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 214-457-8441. Call the experts at 5-star HVAC contractors. Are you in need of an electrician in the Rowlett, Rockwall, or Saxe area? What kind of electrical work needs to be done, residential, business, or industrial? Contact Allen Bauer Electric for all of your electrical needs. It's important to have a qualified licensed electrician taking care of any electrical problems you may be having so your loved one or customers are safe. We have built our business on quality for a fair price and good customer service, but of course... Give Alan Bauer Electric a call at 214-356-0197 and tell him Sonny sent you. Alan Bauer Electric, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. Harlow Tree Surgery is much more than just tree trimming. We also offer landscaping services, planting, stump grinding, fertilization, and tree health, and much more. Harlow Tree Surgery is offering out a buy one, get one half price special. Purchase the trimming for one of your trees and get the other one done at half price. Check us out on the web at www.facebook.com forward slash Harlow Tree Surgery or give us a call at 214-695-6500. That's 214-695-6500. And we are back. It is the admission of stupidity. Here on Monday morning, Sonny Clark goes six and eight to Monday night. And I'm like a gambler who's just gonna God I'm gotta try to get even. I had a bad weekend and I'm a gambler. You you wanna try to get even on Monday. And I got two games to be able to come to five hundred. And I'm going to try to do that. And, and I got two games that, you know, one game is a, a coin flip. The other one I think is easy to pick. And I'm going to start with your Pittsburgh Steelers there, Bryce. This <clears> game right here, I'm going to tell you, I, I think is so easy <clears> because <throat> I, I just look at the quarterback position, look at the weapons, look at the defense. All of it's leaning on Pittsburgh's side when you look at it um, because everybody is in love with Kirk Cousins. Now, the only thing here is, is that they are in Washington. That's the, really the only advantage I see, and I don't even know how much of an advantage that really is, Bryce. Pittsburgh has some injuries. I don't like. I don't use injuries as an excuse to win or lose, but I do say say them as a statement of fact. Uh, Martavis Bryant and Bell, we know they're suspended. They were out last year. Pittsburgh has had to learn to overcome that. Um, no Wheaton. You have young receivers, Coates, Sammy Coates, Eli Rogers. Darius Hayward Bezos has been a good veteran, a good backup receiver and special teams player. They're thin at the wideout position. Young tight ends, Jesse James will start, Darius Green is still out, and no Bud Dupree. You've got Arthur Moach, who's a good backup, and you've got Chicolo, Anthony Chicolo, second-year guy. Hasn't, didn't play last year, but, but will suit up this year. It's, so it's Monday Night Football. Depth is getting a little thin. That is a little concerning. However, however, this game will be won because of the offensive line. The Pittsburgh Steelers, um, the Pittsburgh Steelers feature an offensive line that is clearly top ten in the league. 
They are great. I think the Washington Redskins have Kerrigan. They've got a couple nice guys on the defensive front. In the defensive front, but overall, they are not as stout. Therefore, Pittsburgh will be able to run the football with D'Angelo Williams. Daryl Richardson is the backup. I like that guy. He was a good one-cut runner and and for the Rams. And I like him as a backup. I think they, they've got Fitzgerald Toussaint, who played in the playoff game. So they have a string of backs where I think they can utilize their offensive line. They can control the game and then unleash their front seven and blitz. 48 sacks last year to, to try to contain Kirk Cousins and the three receivers he has and the tight end who can get down the field and hurt you if he has time. Well, that's what I was looking at. Is that you, you mentioned it? Is the sacks that it's going to be a tough? It's going to be a tough game for Kirk Cousins. You got to remember the Pittsburgh season. By the way, just to give a little history, and you'll know this history because you're there. So I imagine that you know that the the Steelers themselves they've made the postseason 16 times in 24 seasons. Okay, four of them were in the Super Bowl, and they won two of them since 1992. So that that's so, but when you take a look at the other side, you look at the Washington Redskins. Um, you know, I, I I just look at it and I just have to chuckle because you know when you look at the the consistency of a franchise, you look at the Roonies and look what they have done with a, a, all around. Forget the fact that football. How about the Rooney Rule, giving opportunities and not only, you know taking the Rooney, but living by it by hiring Mike Tomlin. That's, I'm telling you right now, the Pittsburgh Steelers all around as a franchise are the classiest in the NFL because they don't only, you know, preach things. They follow their own, what they preach. They, they practice what they preach. So that's so huge for them when you look at it. So, um, and back, at, back in since 1992, by the way, that was the last time the Washington Redskins made the playoffs in consecutive years. Okay, now they got into the playoffs. They get in the playoffs here and there, but consecutive <coughs> years, 1992. Okay, so you, you you just look at the franchise. Look at the state of the franchise. Look who owns the franchise. Daniel Schneider, he's a big jerk. And, and then you look at the ownership. <laughs> right there, you already got the advantage there. So just looking at the history of football and what it's all about, the Pittsburgh Steelers are a 10 times better organization and are better ran than the Washington Redskins. The Washington Redskins are the king of let's hit big. Let's get the guy that'll hit it really big and grab him up and see what it is. They've proven that on many people that they brought in in free agencies. We can go through the names, but it's irrelevant. Now they're giving the ball to a quarterback who wins games. And granted, they make the playoffs. They win. I'm going to give them that. But really, in reality, those games that that Kirk Cousins won, I'm not impressed. I don't know how anybody can be impressed with that. Um, Yeah, they win the games in a row. I get it. So I can see where people are impressed. But really, they're the Washington Redskins, okay? And this is a football team that consistently, and I mean consistently, underachieves. Whether of whoever they got, I mean, whether it was RG3 being the big guy and everything else, and obviously look what he ended up, Haynes, all these guys that go in that just just didn't pan out. 
now you expect an average at best quarterback to be your savior. And it just reminds me of Brian Hoyer when everybody fell in love with him. They won the last three games of the season against non-playoff football teams, but yet he had a good performance and yet he was the second coming. That's what I get with Kirk Cousins. He's not, you know, granted he won more games at the end of the season than Brian Hoyer, but it's the same thing. He's an average quarterback. Big Ben is a Hall of Famer. Sorry, he is. I started out talking about this on my show in 2008, and the first show I did was talking about how Ben Roethlisberger is going to be a Hall of Famer, and he is. He's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, and those that keep him out are stupid. Because I'll tell you right now, <laughs> if Brett Favre should be a first round, uh, a first ballot Hall of Famer, I'm going to tell you right now, so should Ben Roethlisberger. That having been said, this team is just better. Okay, they're better in every facet of the game. And, and that's the reason why. And not only that, the Steelers aren't just going to win this game. I think they blow them out right there on their own home field because I think Tomlin, I think Tomlin's in trouble as a head coach. I really do. And the reason being is, is, is that when you look at, you know, we talk about, we just talked about everything that they did in the playoffs. But what is one of the biggest complaints from some of the fans is underachieving. And sooner or later, you've got to put that on the shoulders of the coach. And I don't know how much longer that he can be with this team underachieving the way they have in the last four seasons, Bryce. And you know it. You see it. You see the, the underachieving, you, whether it's coaching or players, but it's a combination of both. But we all know who gets the blame in the end. That's Mike Tomlin. The standard is very high. The standard is very high in Pittsburgh to win. Absolutely. I, I do not believe Tomlin's job is in danger by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I actually think Tomlin has done, you know, 2012 and 13, their worst seasons, they were 8-8. Eight and eight. Um, After that, it's been 11-5 and five and 10-6. and six. They are retooling the team. Um, I like Tomlin. I think Tomlin is a top-10 football coach, maybe even a top-5 in the league. I think he gets that team ready. He's rebuilding them into a team that can compete in the modern-day era. And now when you look That's at the team, it's, it's put together very well. And, yes. And – I really like I really like what they're doing and you know I think the Redskins Yeah, I think I think Come the Redskins say, are, say it. They suck. Just say it. They suck. They do. But I think they're better <laughs> I think they have the tight end and I like their secondary. But overall Pittsburgh should definitely win this game. Hey Sonny, well, I actually have to get off the phone, but thanks for having me on and it's always good nope. to talk with you. You betcha, Bryce. He's going to get off the phone like that, and he's always welcome. But I, yeah, I'll agree with him on the secondary. Absolutely. I think they're set in the secondary. I think this is a football team. Um, they they went out, they grabbed up the hottest guy, you know, from uh, from Carolina. So they got a one-two punch and the corners that are probably – and we're going to see how they're going to work together. That's the huge thing. And that's really when I look at the Washington Redskins, the only positive that I see. And some people – don't even think of it as a positive. They think about a guy who just got overpaid, overhyped, and you know that's and that's what you get when you get a team such as the the Washington Redskins, who have considerably, without question, have underachieved. And, and I don't even care that they made it into the playoffs. I don't even I don't even want to hear that. I because I don't care. And if anybody finds that impressive, you know, go back and watch football. Watch the damn games. Okay, if you can't watch the damn games and come up with a, a, you can't look at the Washington Redskins and feel good about them. And 
I, I, I'm, I'm just so huge as far as that's concerned. And I, I just, I can't, I can't find myself enough to be able to, to look at this and get this all squared away. By the way, oh, geez, this is, and, and I'm reporting this not knowing anything, okay, about this guy. Not one bit, okay? But this one just came across my, and I didn't see this, and I feel bad because I, I, you know, I want to put this out there because there's a couple of things about this. When you play for Army, okay, you're huge, okay? Transfer from Redcurds, Brandon Jackson, okay? He died Sunday in a car accident. And um, that, that, that's, just, that's just bad news. And so our hearts and our thoughts and prayers go out to that young man um, doing what he was doing. Um, and um, it, 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 I, I just, I, I, I don't even know what to say. That, that that's just a bad story, but I wanted to get it out there because I did miss it evidently. And yesterday when we were doing that um, for for that whole thing. So that having been said, getting back to the Redskins, I like some aspects of this football team. Actually, I really only like one aspect of the team, and that would be the cornerbacks, Chris Culliver and Josh Norman. Now, is Josh Norman overrated? We're going to find out. Because here's the thing, at cornerback is about the only position in reality where you can take a look at a losing team, but if you have a shutdown corner and you lose games other ways than besides the corner, you're still a superstar on that football team. They had it in Chris Culliver. They're going to try to get it with Josh Norman. In this division, the best one-two punch at the, at the corner position is right there in Washington. That should be enough to win football games for him but it's not going to be enough because of who you have a quarterback. I'm not falling for this Kirk cousin thing, just as much as I'm not falling for, you know, Brian Hoyer. He's, he's made the big money underneath the franchise tag. Listen, if this guy was worth a nickel, they, they would have this guy up under contract. Even they don't trust him. And that, that's a big statement. When you don't trust your own guy to be the guy to have him sign that contract. That is huge. That's telling the NFL that you're not stable at the quarterback position. It is. When you don't pay him after what he did last year, you, that, that means you don't trust him. Now, I can't blame him, and I, I actually think Schneider's on track with this. This was the right thing to do. But for this year, let him prove it again. Maybe he can earn that contract. He hasn't earned it enough, and I think that's what Schneider's telling him. You haven't earned it enough to earn that contract, that so really, in reality, when you look at the Washington Redskins, even though they got their quote-unquote starting quarterback, he's not their franchise quarterback because they are willing. And by signing that franchise tag, they are willing to go a different direction next year. More so than going, there's absolutely no way we're going with a different quarterback next year. It's not even a thought in our mind. So... When I look at week number one, the fact this is a home game and the two one-two punches on the on the corner, it's going to be a good game. That's going to be a good battle. But where are the Steelers going to win the game? Even though they don't have Bell, they're going to run the football. 
Ben Roethlisberger will find the guy within 15 yards of the line of scrimmage and throw the ball. They're not going to go deep. They realize maybe, and, and listen, I hope Tomlin's smart enough, and I hope their offensive coordinator's smart enough, which, by the way, they don't get along, but they, they tolerate each other. They got to realize that they're not going to be able to go deep on this football team. They're going to win this game within 20 yards of the line of scrimmage, whether that be a running back out of the backfield or getting the ball to the wide receivers within 20 to 25 yards. That's it. After that, this team will probably shut you down. But that's the Steelers know that going in. That's why I like them. That's why I like them. They're, 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 they're kind of like the Kansas City Chiefs. This, the Steelers will play to their strengths and what is good. They see Norman and Culliver on the corners. They're not going to be able to go deep. They'll beat you in other ways. And that's what, and, and that's what makes the Steelers good. It's what makes AFC North good. I, I mean, it, it's going to be – this is, this is going to be a good game tonight. And I look forward to, you know, watching this one. This one's going to be fun. But, so I'm on record that I have – the Steelers winning this football game. I was on record before we even came on air and I'm on record to go ahead and pick the other game as well. As far as who is going to win the second game. Don't you love week number one of the NFL where they have two football games. How about Los Angeles Rams on the road, taking on San Francisco and San Francisco can't sell out lead by stadium for these two teams. I don't know. 21 years, 21 years, football team back in L.A., 49ers. I'm going to, I'm just going to say it. This is a football team that is not set to win. They got too many problems. And I, as much as I, and I'm going on record again, so everybody, as much as I believe in the message they got the wrong guy giving it. And I'll stand on that all day long. However, that having been said, I thought we'd be done talking about this thing. Here we are, two weeks later, still talking about it. So, you know, maybe he did the right thing. Maybe Sonny was wrong that he got the attention of the right people and it stays on. Who knows? Maybe he can start it. But that having been said, Colin Kaepernick... I would have picked the 49ers if this guy was starting. And, and, and really, it really has to do with the quarterback position. And when you look at who Chip Kelly is, the guy that just fits the mold better for Chip Kelly is Colin Kaepernick. And when we were doing our previews, okay, this was before all the you know controversy that Colin Kaepernick had. I had them come in second in this division if Colin Kaepernick was going to start for this football team. I mean, we're only two to three years after Colin Kaepernick takes his team to the Super Bowl. Okay? The guy's got some skills. You can hate him, and you can dislike him for the disrespect that he's shown to our military and our police in the country. You can hate him. And, you know, and and not like him. And I get it, and I understand. But I'm not going to be one to deny the guy's talent if he gets in the right system. 
Right now, he hasn't been able to show the talent because the system hasn't been in place for very long. And guess what? He's not going to be the starting quarterback on this football team. Blaine Gabbard is. That right there tells me that the 49ers don't have a chance to win this football game. And, and frankly, it don't even matter that the fact that the Rams are not even going to start their rookie. He's not even going to be in, in, in uniform. He's going to be in plain clothes. Listen, I don't know anything about that, that, that Ram football team. But I know enough about Blaine Gabbard to say that if this football team is going to hang their season on Blaine Gabbard, what are they telling? The Rams already are set for, for failure. Okay, all right. When they don't, when they don't even have Goff dressing for this football game, never mind, you know, you know, playing. You already know what you get with the Rams. I don't think the Rams are going to win too many games this season, but they're going to win week number one off a of hype itself. And the fact that the 49ers are starting Blaine Gabbard. At the, I'm sorry, when you have Blaine Gabbard starting at your quarterback position, you're not a good football team. Listen, the Rams aren't either. I don't, I, I don't want anybody to think that I think the Rams are the second coming because they're going to finish last in this division. But I think they pull off the upset. The excitement of what the Rams are. Okay, we've seen it in the preseason. Now, granted, I'm not a guy who, who gets too excited about wins in the preseason. But when you're the Rams and you're moving to a new city, you've got to win those preseason games to get people excited. And how do you start off to get your, your home field all set for you to start playing on is when your first road game of the season against a built-in rival. Because – when you look at this, okay, you got Los Angeles, and, and I'm going to do this here just a, as we talk. And that being said, all right, here, that, and I'm going to hit the button here. Where's my mouse? What I'm doing, we're talking, we're talking about Los Angeles. We're talking about a area, okay, that is so huge. In reality, when you think about it, and let me put this in here. There it is. I'm going to hit the enter button. And, folks, we're talking about a, a teams that are not very far away from each other, but they're very far. I know that sounds weird, doesn't it? And this is what I thought. I thought it was like a five-hour, six-hour drive from L.A. to Oakland. But, man. There's a, it's close for a lot of people like in between them. You can go to both these games. It's not really a problem. If you go, if you like NFL, you, you, you enjoy it. So when you look at this football game and you look at the distance, it's like Arizona to Vegas, you make the trip because it's good. So you got kind of get this 383 miles. And as big as California is, this is set up to be a great rival over there in the NFC West. It's set up for that without question. And when you look at another thing, you look at the other side, if you go, there's the big long drive from San Francisco up to Washington. So there's not much of a rivalry there. Now, when you look at the other way, you look at a football team, as far as the Arizona Cardinals are concerned, 
in Phoenix, Arizona. And then you then you do do the trip and how you can develop um, rivalries. Phoenix to, to L.A. You're talking about five six hour trip. So you, the Rams have two teams within their own division that they can really build up a nice rivalry with. The Rams can have Oakland. You know, within, but they're not part of the division, but within the division, Phoenix and Los Angeles, and then you got tonight, San Francisco and California and Los Angeles. That is huge. And then you throw in the fact if you want to go different divisions, AFC West, you have Oakland. So there's built-in rivals that that end up happening here. So all those teams, as far as where you look at football teams, where rivalries can end up happening and and you you can build up on something um, as far as, you know, I mean, look at all you got to do is take a look at Oakland and San Francisco. They're not in the same division. NFC, AFC, but they're literally half hour from each other. And that Oakland and San Francisco rival, which is so huge, by the way, you can since it's so close. But even though it's like five, six hours away, you can develop that rival. So I think it's huge. L.A. being over where they are now instead of St. Louis, I think it's better for the division as well because then it really mainstays that they're the NFC West. And I think that's ultimately the reason why L.A. won that whole thing to get that get that team in L.A. But really, notice how we're not even talking about the players. These are two mediocre football teams that happen to meet each other in week number one. And L.A., I think, is just going to win because of the hype of what they are. And San Francisco being really in the tailspin. And, and you can say whatever you want. And you can believe Colin Kaepernick and like what he's doing. I actually like the message. I don't like who it's coming from, like I said. But I like the message. They're just in a tailspin. No one wants that. And... Frankly, the NFL completely missed on Monday Night Football having these two teams up against each other. San Francisco's got off, but we all knew that before the season started, even before the schedule was starting. And did they expect the Rams to be good? What they expected was that rookie to start, and that's what they wanted. They wanted a big pop of that rookie coming out on Monday Night Football, and they're not going to get it. And if anybody's mad about it, I'm going to tell you right now, the NFL is mad as hell about it because they got a pretty good matchup in Pittsburgh and the Steelers. That would have been a, a matchup worth talking about if the rookie was starting for, for the Rams. And then a young guy in Colin Kaepernick. That's what they wanted. But, I mean, I'm just going to go off the hype of what I've seen. There's really, I mean, because really uh, – I hate this game because you got to pick who's going to win. If you if you do what we do, you got to pick who's going to win. And guess what? You got to pick one of them. So I, I'm just going to go off the hype of what LA is. I think Fisher is a better coach. I think the better quarterback. You know, maybe 
this week is going to be the quarterback for, for the Rams. And those that don't know, Blaine Gabbert starting for them. The Rams, they're going to go the other route, and they're going to go ahead, and they're going to they're, – they, them not starting their rookie is so huge. But it's going to be Case Keenum starting at the quarter. I think Case Keenum is better than Blaine Gabbert. I really do. They're the same. They're the same, really, in reality. I just, I think Case Keenum's a little bit better. Played on a better team in Houston than Gabbert did with Jacksonville. So this is kind of how I'm measuring. Both these teams suck, and I'm probably not going to pick either one of these teams to win very well. But that's why they put them in Monday Night Football. It was the hype of L.A. Frankly, that game should have been played in L.A. I mean, if you're going to hype up a good football game, on Monday night football and you get a new franchise and you're going to put them on Monday night in week number one, this game, I mean, come on, where's, where's the people with, with the developmental, I mean, it's just switch these. This game should be, be playing in, in LA. Develop the hype the right way. Boy, did they miss out on this? Hey, this is the NFL. Okay. They get their, they get their dates. Big kind of mistake. Can I put this game Sunday night or Monday night, and it should have been in L.A. Week number one, the hype of what the – jeez. I mean, normally the NFL is really smart, but, man, they're pulling stupidity to a whole whole new level in reality because this game not being played in L.A. is a, is a complete disaster. That having been said, of course, that's the name of the show, and I admitted to my stupidity this morning. I, I went ahead, and I, I'm going to say it. And it might be even wrong tonight, but yesterday was a debacle, and I suck. I'll admit it. Not too many people will come up on air and say they sucked it up. I didn't even explain it. There's lost. Had a bad week. We'll try again. I'm going to try to get 500 again tonight. All right. I have the Rams and the Steelers. I'm hoping that, like, a bad gambler get to, get the 500. That's what I'm hoping. I don't know if it'll happen, but if it does, um, I will be right at 500, and I'll be primed to be able to make some noise. But that being said, that's going to do it for me here on the Couch Potato Sports Show here on Monday. Thanks for joining us here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. And Bryce joining up, giving me some good stuff, some good stuff to talk about as far as the games are concerned. And of course, he had the opportunity to talk about his Steelers here tonight. So that's going to do it here for me on Monday morning. It's the admission of stupidity. It's Sonny Clark, the just working man in sports radio and I'm out of here everybody have a good day bye bye Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.